Cost does not last. Hey, <laughs> makes a change, don't it? <laughs> Harrison, though, I think saying that De Gea died for most of his penalties is quite a bad thing to say because I don't think he died at all for one penalty. I think he just flopped to the floor. Yeah. I think all five of us could have defended better, and Sam's five foot two, and he still would have won that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Boring seeing every other year, seeing like in Norwich and West Brom and all these teams in the Premier League, you know? I think that the best club in London beat the best club supposedly in England. You should not have won that game. Really? Oh, here we go. He needs to sort his barn out though. <laughs> <laughs>
was when uh, Gomez, I think, went down the middle and De Gea dived to the right. Harrison, though, I think saying that De Gea dived for most of his penalties is quite a bad thing to say because I don't think he dived at all for one penalty. I think he just flopped to the floor. He was, uh, yeah. I, I personally, I, we had a sub remaining. Why did he not bring on Henderson, who saved five penalties in the last year? I mean, to like, be honest, it's, uh, it's the point of embarrassment when Alberto Moreno scoring a penalty against you, to be fair. And the little fuck goes and does you never walk alone on his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that, to be fair, that is top it. It is, it is. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? I mean, that's the perfect summary, really. I mean, for 120 minutes, it was pretty just stalemate, to be honest, for most of the game. I mean, you could see that Emery had set up Villarreal to just score one and then just sit back, do you know what I mean? Whereas someone like Chelsea can do that. I don't think Villarreal were perfectly set up to do that. Well, only only one only one team ever beat at Emory in a Europa League final, and that's Chelsea. And to be fair, that game that game wasn't that good because he had it. He was managing a shit team. But you look at him with you look at him with Sevilla, and now with this Villarreal team, they set up perfectly. And I mean, with Gerard Moreno up front and the experience of Albiol at the back, I mean they've got a good side there. I mean I didn't think they finished. They didn't finish very um, high up in the league, they cost them. seventh. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're apparently supposed to be the second best team in fucking England. Like, oh, I don't... Bloody Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only good player, the only good player in that United team that night was McTominay. He was unbelievable. That yeah, game. I thought he was class. Yeah. I, I genuinely think um bissaka had quite a good game as well. I mean, he didn't have a good first half, but second half, he really made amends, I think. But um, do, yeah. you, do you think... Um, if Maguire was playing, do you think that would have made a big difference? Because, um, yes, he he would have defended that header better than Lindelof, where Gerard Moreno scored. Because yeah. that was shocking. Yeah. I think all five of us could have defended better, and Sam's five foot two, and he still would have won that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting already, lads. It's starting already. <laughs> right, then, that, was, <laughs> that was Villarreal's only shot on target as well. Yeah, and just uh, it felt uh, the absolute perfect person for it to go in. Yeah, and do you know what as well? Like they they were missing um, Chiquazi. I think that's how you say his name. Mm. The the right winger, and they had to play that youngster, and he he had a really good game. Pino. Um, there wasn't really anyone in the um, Villarreal's team that had a bad game. They all played really well. Foyf, fucking hell, the state of his face. Mm. I, I feel a bit sorry for him though, because now he has to go back to Spurs. He's wins he wins the Europa League with Villarreal, and now he has to go back to Spurs and play in the Conference League, whatever that's going to be, you know. Mental. <laughs> it's the history of Tottenham. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Was it? Is it now eighty? Were they like the eighty-six and eighty-sixth players yep. to, to to win a trophy after leaving Spurs since Spurs last won a trophy? <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> It's it's beyond a meme at this point, isn't it? You know, it's, it genuinely uh, is. Yeah, ridiculous. But I I think that'll do it for the Europa League. To be honest, I don't think we can uh, draw any more convo out of that. To be honest, so, uh, save Harrison of the heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, I think we'll move on to the next one in the in the list of the finals is uh, the Championship playoff final between uh, Swansea and Brentford, and uh, I know I know uh, I know you were gear, uh, gunning for Swansea. To be honest, Harrison. So. Uh, I'll let you start with your thoughts. Um, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, I think Swansea were very unlucky um, with the sending off. Um, it was a difficult one. Premier League referee 
so used to being able to make a decision and someone telling him whether he's right or wrong in his ear, mm, he had to make a decision point. there and then. I, I thought it was wrong that there was a Premier League referee in the Championship playoff final because the Championship referees are so used to not having technology and it's the same I guess, sort I guess of thing. because there's so much at stake, isn't there, I suppose? I guess because, you know, £170 million for the winner and that, you know, I, I guess... There's a there's an element of needing a, a referee of more astute class, you know. I suppose not that they he was particularly, but yeah. Well, I I felt sorry for the red card, but it was a red card. Like he, the player didn't mean to do it. It was very accidental, but at the same time, he could have caused a lot of damage to the player. And then as he went down, his other foot lifted off the floor. So that's all that the ref's going to see. That, that I think that that was the reason he was sent off is because his standing leg then slipped as well. So it does look like he's doing two feet. A lunge, yeah. yeah. I think also um, throughout the game, he um, he wasn't particularly... Uh, I'm just trying to think, who was it again? Um, Jay Fulton. Fulton. Fulton, Jay Fulton, yeah. I don't think he was particularly... Um, uh, good with his tapping throughout the game, to be honest. So he probably sort of set a precedent for that when that happened, you know. So, yeah. No, I but mean, you could, it, there couldn't be a nicer team to go up, though. To be yeah. fair, because yeah. their their players have been they've been brilliant this season, and without their main uh, central midfielder and Josh De Silva in that team. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a great story, isn't it? You know, again, it's like Leicester or anyone like that. It's just a great story, you know. And some of those players on that team. I could I could see fitting into many Premier League teams next season. I mean Ivan Tony. Wow, yeah, that's the one. Who else? I mean, to be honest, that penalty, the the class from that penalty, like the he composer, takes them so he takes them so weird. Like he doesn't even really run up; he just does one step. I, I, I just can't believe he did that in a playoff final. Like the composure to do that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what it reminds me of? Taking one step for a penalty, like it reminds me of my. Beautiful, like French five side team, no defenders, just pure oh, attack, one step penalty, bang it, you know. Oh. What I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think if uh, you know, I know Brentford are now in the Premier League, but um, I think there still will, will be a, a few many suitors for after Tony this summer. They're honest. not, they're not, keeping, they're not keeping Tony, Tony and Marcondes won't, won't be there next summer. And I'm, I'm uh, next season, sorry, and I'm pretty sure there's Premier League clubs are linked with um keeper David Raya as well so it'd be interesting to see what happens because Brentford could get a lot of money from this team and I don't know if you've ever seen like their their money ball sheet where they've made like more than triple the amount of money off of players sold to Premier League teams like, yeah. like Watkins, Benrahma and stuff they're kings of like the transfers but it, it, just, it just shows you doesn't it it just shows you that one player doesn't rule a club because you think of Watkins leaving and you thought, oh crap, you know, what are they going to do next season? But then they bring Tony in and they um like they, 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 they convert M Bueno from a winger to a striker, and all yeah. of a sudden you've got firepower up top, you know. Um to be honest, it's yeah. I, I didn't Brentford. see it going any other way, to be honest, other than Brentford. Mm. Brentford are going straight down to the championship next season. <laughs> you think so? Yes. I think it all so depends on who and how they play the market this summer, I reckon. Because but one do... thing we do know about Brentford from history is as if they do lose their best players, they know exactly who to bring in to, to re, well, to recruit new players. I think what they you know the perfect people to bring in. What you don't want to happen is what Fulham did a few years ago and just spend all of that hundred yeah, exactly. million on. I don't. I don't think Brentford. You, they don't have that philosophy. They're they're going to spend small still and bring in little hidden gems. 
They've been linked with a lot of like young, uh, young stars from over Europe, and if they if they keep hold of Tony, they have a chance of staying up. But I, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're keeping Wemo. I don't think he's good enough for the Prem. That's what I was about to ask, Luis. Do you think they'll go down if they just say they do manage to keep all of the players that they got now with a couple more additions? Do you think they'll stay up? Straight down. Why is that? Well, look at Fulham and all the money they spent. Uh, in 2018-19 and last summer. Good manager, all this, they, everyone likes the club, great story, blah, blah, blah. On the pitch, they did little to nothing at times. And yeah. it punishes you. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say something, I've just forgotten what I was about to say, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I just think it would be just great to see a, a different team in the Premier League next season. I'm a bit bored of seeing Norwich every year that just goes oh. down again. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I just actually like seeing a different team with a different manager. Do you know what I mean? Fucking yellow yo-yo. You know, <laughs> so much full of Norwich. It's boring the seeing every other year seeing fucking Norwich and West Brom and all these teams in the Premier League. You know. So I, I, Although I, we haven't had a Welsh team in the Prem for three years now. Yeah, I mean, in, yeah. Terms of, in terms of Swansea, I don't think that they're that far off. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know they were missing one or two players for the final, but I, I think they're another season off, maybe actually winning the playoffs, you know? Swansea's they young have... defenders throughout the whole season have been brilliant. And I'm not just saying that because Mark Gahey's on loan there from Chelsea. No, but he was... He was but genuinely... He was unbelievable in, in the um, playoff semi-finals across both legs. He won two man of the matches. Yeah. Like he was unbelievable. Absolutely. He's got such a good such a good partnership with um with Cabango as well. And Cabango's Absolutely. just been named in the Wells squad as well. So they've they've got a really good partnership. And they're both like 21. Yeah, that's mad. But quickly touching on the championship as well, if we're on about teams that have gone up and down, it do you think it's quite bad that Bournemouth haven't managed to go back up on the first time of asking? Oh, with that team, yeah. 100%. I, I, I'm not really one of the philosophy that, you know, oh, you've got Premier League players in the Championship. Yeah, but are they going to be the best players for the Championship? Because, you know, you think of how competitive the Championship really is. And at times it's more competitive than the Premier League, if not... The hardest league in the world, isn't it? Yeah. But you, yeah. You, look at, you look at the Championship, though. Bournemouth shouldn't have gone up. They finished the lowest out of the playoff teams. They finished some sixth. Barnsley finished before above them, and Barnsley shouldn't have been anywhere near the playoffs after the start of their season. And then I think, obviously, they played they played Swansea, didn't they, in the um in the semi final? Yeah. They they hadn't beat Swansea all season or scored a goal against them until the second leg. They scored one. They only scored one <laughs> goal against Swansea in four games. Is it like anything can happen? Is that's why everyone loves the championship, and that's why the playoff final is a richest game in football isn't it yeah absolutely I love it yeah it's just it's, it's great to see isn't it you know it's just great to see um, yeah I think we'll move on to our last final of the three uh, I think we'll move on to the yeah I don't know which one which one would that be I wonder yeah you know, uh, not sure you have to carry on Lewis yeah um, I think it's a Champions League final I'm not sure though that's the one that's it that's it hang on can you, can you just clear that up for me Jack Am I right? Is it is it Chelsea that won the Champions League final? Is that right? Yeah, I think I think that the best club in London beat the best club supposedly in England. 
to become the best club in Europe. Ah, uh, see, I, I think you're on the right yeah. lines there, to be fair. That does sound about right, yeah. Uh, yeah, that does sound right. No, carry on, carry on. I, I'd like to hear more. Okay. Why Here we go. go on, you go, you go. Uh, I mean, I'm still getting over it, uh, uh, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. I, I'm still slightly in shock um, because I'm genuinely speechless. Um, I'm never usually speechless when I'm talking about Chelsea, usually because I'm talking about something bad that's happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we play, we set up with a perfect game plan to combat Pep's game plan. Like it was strange because the, the Tuchel's now won three out of three games against Pep Guardiola this season. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of them have been one nil. I know at least two of them have been one nil. Um, but Manchester City, for the first time this season, didn't play with either of their CDMs, and it just it it fell to pieces for them. It didn't work defensively. It's the shakiest they've looked. I mean, uh, I, I think Walker had a, a brilliant game at right back. Actually, he was probably probably their best player on the pitch. Yeah. And we it, we only had two shots on target. They only had one, and all we needed was one. And Kai Havertz, you know, I think he was quite lucky to get that little deflection off of Edison because I think if he doesn't get that touch, it's going out for a goal kick. But that little deflection off Edison's arm, and he just slots it in, and then we can basically the rest of the game was us sitting back and praying we don't concede because City had a few chances where the ball's skimming across the, the six-yard line. 93rd minute from Maris. Oh, honestly, my heart. My hmm. heart was in my mouth. I, th- I thought that was going in. I, I think my um, I think my favourite moment wasn't even the match itself. It was uh, Havertz's uh, post-match interview. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that made the night. For me, that made the night. Well, oh, I think we perfect response to a question that is. Yeah, having something like that sort of shows how grounded some of these players are, and like they sort of get judged for the price tag, but it's not really their fault. Like it's because they're good at football, and it's because of the money that they. I mean, have who cares? He's, he's literally, like he said, he scored in the Champions League final and won Chelsea the Champions League. Like, stop, like you know, raining on his parade. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ask a different question. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it had to be Des Kelly, didn't it, Nobed? But talking about, uh, <laughs> talking about Chelsea sitting back, the last 15 minutes, I was nervous. And oh, my God. Mara's, Mara's attempt, I was like, that's a lot closer than it first looked as well. Oh, uh, you, you, should not, you should not have won that game, really. Oh, as soon here as, we go. No, no, no. As soon as Silver went... <laughs> no, no, no. Not about how you played. As soon as Silver went off injured, I thought that was game over because that's the guy who leads your defence, really. But, but in, in a funny sort of sense of, like, irony... That that you know change actually spurred Chelsea to then go on and score. It was literally yeah. it was three minutes after the sub. Yeah, but yeah. Christensen you... brings so much more than it brings the pace that Silva doesn't have, mm. and he can then track him behind as Pilaqueta and Rudiger. And let's talk Rudiger because what a performance oh in the Champions League final. He played he played near enough the whole second half on a yellow card. That tackle on Foden, it's probably one of the best oh tackles I've seen in football in, in, in recent times. Yeah, we, we've, we've spoken a lot about, um, like, defensively, Tuchel's brought a lot to Chelsea. But, like, in terms of an individual defender, it's really good that he's, like, transformed, isn't it? 100%. It is. 
He's completely changed. He was basically shunned out of Lampard's squad. And that's another point. You know, Chelsea throughout the whole tournament only conceded four goals, which is either the lowest or joint lowest. We conceded more goals at home to West Brom than we did in the whole of the Champions League. <laughs> I, think, I think it is a new record, isn't it? I think it's a new Champions League record. It has to be. I think you might have to be a new league record as well, I think. But if we're talking defence, there's one man we have to talk about. And that's N'Golo Conte. Oh, my man. I mean, Just... to be honest, as, as a fan of any club, you can't not like like Kante, can you? Just his little <laughs> smile, <laughs> isn't it? But also, talk about players that we love, like Mason Mount as well. He is just Chelsea through and through as well, isn't he? Like, he's just such a good player to his watch. His assist was ridiculous. Oh, honestly, it, it was just, it was just built to have all them sort of um, players that have come up through the academy as well. Like, I know Hudson Adore and uh, Abraham and that haven't played much in the Champions League, but to see them after the game celebrating together, I think it was just great. Really good to see. Like that sort of team bond, that sort of friendship as well. It's just great. I mean, the only, man yeah, yeah, the oh. only thing that um, marred it a little bit was Werner, but I mean, it's fine. It's the end of the season. We'll let him off now. You know, he's, he's been like it all season, so it's funny. It's fine. Talking, going back to Man City, it is Monday morning when we're recording this, all right? I'm still failing to comprehend what went through Guardiola's head to put Sterling in that starting 11. Yeah. I think the only thing that it must have been was he wanted to have pace in behind the likes of Silver and Rudiger, where they've got one player... Like Edison, Edison showed it um, like quite early on in the first half. Edison launched a ball over yeah. the top, and Sterling's there, no one catching him. And then suddenly, Reese James pops up out of nowhere and knocks the ball away. And that's another thing. Reese James back pocketed Sterling from the tenth minute onwards. Sterling and Rashford should not be anywhere near the starting eleven at the European Championships. Genuinely, they shouldn't. Yeah, no chance. I mean, I've seen rumours that Solskjaer's considering pulling Rashford out because he needs that surgery on his shoulder. But why why not pull him out? Because he shouldn't start. We have a lot better wingers and attacking midfielders that can play on the wing. Just I'd bin him off. But Costa, you said about Sterling. I don't know why Torres didn't start. No, I, I, feel like, I, I, I was think, hoping he would come on. I, I'm shocked he didn't come on. Like I, I thought him against James would have been a lot more fun to watch. I think he would have he would have got past James more, but as I James shorts. James 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 cemented his place in the England squad for that performance, hundred percent. But yeah. also going to the Sterling thing again as well. He needs like, to sort his bone out though. <laughs> <laughs> How can you win the Champions League with a state of that barnet? Going to the barbers on a Thursday, oh mate, you're gonna look good like this on Saturday. Champions League final, mate. State of it. Sterling hardly started many of City's games leading up to it as well, in, both in the Champions League and the Premier League. So it, it was a strange decision. But, I mean, at the end of the day, maybe that's why Tuchel just pulled off a masterclass because he just knew how they were going to set up and he just went straight up against it. Yeah, I think the worst thing is anything, I'm just glad for Tuchel after last year. Do you know what I mean? I'm actually quite glad for him. The worst thing for Guardiola is that he knows he, he fucked it, essentially. For not following his own advice, 
his own the team that carried him to the final. He didn't follow that at all. But the thing is, you're you're saying this. So I saw the thing about the three times they played Chelsea. They lost when he started just Rodri. They they lost when he started Rodri and Fernandinho, and they lost when he started neither of them. But to go in to go into that game without a defensive, there's no way you can class Gundogan as a defensive midfielder because oh, he no. is not anymore. Not anymore. How the hell are you gonna beat a team like Chelsea when you don't start a defensive midfielder against? I don't Werner. Yeah, he doesn't score goals, but. He, he will run you ragged mm. when like, he get, get in that pocket between where a defensive midfielder should be. It doesn't make any sense. And I just find it hilarious that that whole star-studded squad, Scott Carson's the only one with a Champions League medal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. Just yeah. <laughs> As I said last episode, good old Scott Carson. I think it might have been the episode before, actually, but never mind. <laughs> Scott Carson. Yeah. And I think that'll just wrap it up for this episode and, of course, the series itself. From everyone that put your foot on it, thank you for joining us. See you again soon. See you, guys. Cheers. See you next season. Put your foot on it podcast.